BP added more than $70 billion to the U.S. economy in 2022. Investments like acquiring America's largest biogas producer, Arkea Energy, and starting up new infrastructure in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Welding instructor Alex DeClaire knows VR training platforms like ForgeFX help students master their skills. There's a big learning curve with welding. Virtual reality simulates that exact muscle memory that they need. Learn more at meta.com slash metaverse impact. The following podcast is a Dear Media production. Hi, I'm Sif Heider, the founder of Array. I'm a wellness entrepreneur and digital creator, and this is my show, The Dream Bigger Podcast. Listen, I love dreaming big, but you know what I love more? Actually having the resources to make those big dreams happen. And hey, dreams can sometimes be private jets, but other times they can look a little something like having the best skin of your damn life or starting a successful business, or delving into spirituality. So on this podcast, I chat with experts and thought leaders from different fields about their tips and tricks on doing exactly that. So let's get right into it. What is up, you guys? And welcome back to another episode of the Dream Bigger podcast. Happy New Year, you guys. It is 2023 and it is time to crush our goals. Now, I take goal setting for the year extremely seriously and I am structured. I I have a whole system. And so I thought that it would be fitting considering the fact that it is the new year to share with you my framework in hopes that it helps you get really structured and specific about your goal setting as well and also give you ideas on what kind of goals you may want to set for yourself and how to actually achieve them. So I hope that this is a really, really helpful episode. I'm like, you know, it's full of really, really tangible tips and takeaways. And I I really do hope that you find it helpful. So before we dive into the episode, let's get into this week's review, which comes to us from Hope Re, And they say, one of the best podcasts out there. I recently graduated college and have been feeling lost. A friend recommended this podcast to me and I'm hooked ever since. I feel motivated like never before to become a better version of myself mentally and physically in every aspect of my life. Can you do a full episode on post-grad and finding yourself in your 20s? Love, love, love. Okay, well, Hope Re, thank you so much for this very kind review. It makes my day to hear that this podcast has been a source of motivation for you as you've graduated from college because I know that it can be a very confusing time. So honestly, nothing brings me more joy. If you are listening to today's episode, go and listen to my conversation with Kenzie Elizabeth. That episode is actually very much tailored towards finding yourself in your 20s, navigating that time in your life. And so I think it'll bring you quite a lot of value. And I love this feedback because I'm definitely going to do more episodes with people and experts who can help you figure out how to navigate your 20s. So I really appreciate this. And you guys, if you do have a couple of minutes, please, please take the time to rate and review the show. All you have to do is open up the Apple podcast app. You probably already have it open. A lot of you scroll down to the bottom where it says rate and review the show in the rating section. If you feel like I've deserved it, please leave me a five star rating. And in the review section, let me know what you're loving, topics you want to see or hear about, dream guests, guests you've actually really loved in the past, 
All of this helps me tailor the show to ensure that it's continuing to bring you value. It helps me show up as the best host that I could possibly be. And it just means so much for me to hear from you. So if you do have a second, please take the time to do that. All right. So let's dive into this week's episode, all about goals. So I know what you know, this time of year is a lot of us have lofty goals and no real way to structure them. And by the end of January, we've long forgotten about our goals until we look at them again at the end of December and we're like, oh, fuck, I didn't do anything. Right. And then that goal again becomes a goal for next year. And then the cycle continues and it is really and truly extremely frustrating. So, you know, over the years, I've become really structured with the way I kind of decide which goals I am actually going for. And I hope to share that method with you so that, you know, whatever your goal is, it's not a goal again the next year and that you actually achieve it. So the first thing I do when it comes to even deciding what kind of goals I want to hit for the year, because it's not just some arbitrary, like without rhyme or reason thing. I just think that in order for us to really actually be motivated, like intrinsically motivated to achieve our goals, we need to be specific about our why on like, why even this goal, you know, like, what is the fire under my ass that'll make me get there? And so there's some legwork that I do ahead of actually deciding on those goals. So the first thing I do is evaluate all the different areas of my life, okay? And I learned to do this from Station Babe. She actually has an amazing course called Epically Aligned. So if you are looking for a nice course, that's like a great place to look as well. But I evaluate all the different areas in my life. And these are like, you know, everything from relationship, finances, career, my like physical location, you know, what else? Like personal development, education, like it can be so many different things, basically like all of the different areas in my life that comprise of my entire life. And I holistically look at each individual area and evaluate what went well and what did not go well. So for example, like, let's say, I don't know, like, let's say finances. Okay. I could say what went well. I made X amount of money. I invested X amount of money. I don't know. I gave to charity. It could be so many different things that went well under the finance area. And then under, you know, what didn't go well, it could be, oh, I wish I'd saved more. I wish I'd invested more or like, I don't know what it is. Right. So like, just pick whatever, like whatever these, each of these areas are, get really granular on what went well and what didn't go well from there. And this is like a free writing exercise from there. I'll go back, look at everything that I've written, how I feel about each of those areas and identify three areas where I feel like the least fulfilled. Right. And those are the kind of three areas then that I know that I need to work on. So I think what this does is it really helps you take a microscopic lens and see which areas are bringing you a lot of joy and which need to be worked on. And then you go more granular and figure out your goals from there. Okay. So after I've identified those three areas, then I start getting granular about goals in those specific areas. And I do three goals for the whole year. Okay. I again learned this trick from the Manifestation Babe course that I did last year, which I found really helpful because sometimes we go into the new year with a ton of different goals. So prior to doing this course, I would only do two goals, but I really liked picking three versus two. 
it just gave me like a little bit more to work on. So I pick those three, I, I pick these three areas and then get really granular about the goal, right? And so it can be a habit-based goal. It can be a yes or a no goal. And I'm going to get into what I mean by each of these things. Or it can be like, like a metric-based goal, okay? So I had three different goals in three different areas. And I picked these three types of goals, if that makes sense. So for example, one of my goals last year was to work out more regularly. And I'm going to define what I meant by regularly and all of that, but just stay with me. Okay. So I picked this goal because I felt like by identifying that goal, it would bleed into other areas of my life. Okay. So essentially the three goals you want to pick as well or identify, they should be bleeding into other areas of your life. So let's take this workout goal that I had. Okay. So why did I pick this goal? It would give me mental clarity, which would allow me to be more productive at work and hit the goals I had there. So that's like one kind of bleed in that we're that that's like an example right there. Then it would help me feel happier and have more energy, which allows me to nurture personal relationships. So personal relationships is like another area which this this goal kind of hits as well indirectly. And then it it'll help me feel stronger, which leads to higher levels of confidence. So, you know, you can see like how much this one goal affects all the other different areas of your life. It just like enhances everything, you know? And I think by framing it this way versus I need to lose X amount of weight by X date. I don't know. Like I feel like there is just so much more purpose to this. And I think that with fitness goals, unless it's habit-based, sometimes it just doesn't stick because we don't come up with really like measurable benchmarks. And also with fitness-based goals, I find that having like something to do with a habit is just a lot more achievable than this like pie in the sky sort of statement, if that makes sense. So I also really like the way that I structured my fitness goal because it wasn't motivated by an outcome, but like a set of habits that would lead to various outcomes, if that makes sense. And then from there, I decided on the exact workout plan and defined what regularly means. So for me, regularly meant three times a week, like three to four times a week. But when I started, it was three times a week. Anything above that was considered bonus points. And the reason I set it to three times a week was because I knew I would, I, I wanted to get into weightlifting, which, you know, there's recovery days involved, especially when you're just starting out as a beginner. So I, I factored all of that in. Maybe if your goal is like nothing to do with weightlifting and maybe that's like not even on your radar, maybe you want to set like, I want to move for 20 minutes every single day, right? That's like a different kind of goal. But I think what it does is it habitualizes whatever goal that you're going for and you feel like you accomplish something at the end of every week. Now, I don't think that this, whatever your daily habit goal or like habit goal in general is, should be so lofty that you feel like you're failing constantly. Like it should be something that you feel like you can achieve. So when it was the start of the year. It was like three times a week. It's good enough. And then from there, like right now we're at the end of the year and I'm working out five days a week. But the point is that even on weeks that are extremely busy or maybe I'm really sore because I pushed myself hard, even if I can only get to the gym three days a week, I don't feel like I failed. You know, I feel like I'm still accomplishing my goals. And let me tell you, like right now, you know, we're at the end of the year. I'm so proud of myself for having integrated weightlifting, which was always like a little bit of an intimidating area into my life. I feel like 
the benefits it brings me is like beyond what I can say. I've always been really interested, obviously, in longevity and the impact that it has even on like how I'm going to feel when I'm like 60 years old is just so significant. So that's kind of how you want to identify habit-based goals, if that makes sense. You know what I love? An efficient, productive weekend morning. You know what I'm talking about. You wake up early on a Saturday or Sunday full of energy, ready for a workout, and then to get through work and errands, sometimes you throw in a little homemade brunch. The key to making this kind of weekend morning a reality is non-alcoholic cocktails. Listen, I know the feeling of ending an insane work week and wanting to kick off the weekend with a spicy margarita, but sometimes that one drink becomes one too many and the next day can feel really rough. I am talking, let's consume five guys for breakfast kind of rough. And hey, listen, if that is the kind of night you're after, go off, but it's nice to have options, right? Enter Monday's non-alcoholic craft spirits, including mezcal, gin, and whiskey, which provide the look, feel, and most importantly, taste of your favorite beverages so you enjoy your mezcal margarita or old-fashioned while knowing that you're getting to your 8 a.m. Pilates class the next day. Maybe you're taking part in dry January or just looking to cut back after the holidays. God knows we all need a little bit of a cut back after the holidays. Whatever the reason, I feel like not drinking alcohol shouldn't infringe on our ability to have fun or enjoy a delicious drink that brings us a lot of joy. Monday has a special offer for you guys. Visit drinkmonday.com slash dreambigger for 15% off your order. That's drinkmonday.com slash dreambigger for 15% off your order. Enjoy. Ophthalmologist Dr. Strauss has seen firsthand how the metaverse is helping surgeons practice the procedures to treat cataracts. Cataracts are the primary cause of avoidable blindness. He works with a virtual reality training platform developed by Fundamental VR and Orbis International to help surgeons develop the muscle memory they need. The result? More confident, capable surgeons. And even more importantly, patients who can see. Explore more stories like Dr. Strauss's at meta.com slash metaverseimpact. As you write your life story, you're far from finished. Are you looking to close the book on your job? Maybe turn a page in your career. Be Continued at the Georgetown University School of Continuing Studies. Our professional master's degrees and certificates are designed to meet you where you are and take you where you want to go. At Georgetown SCS, the learning never stops, and neither do you. Write your next chapter. Be Continued at scs.georgetown.com. Edu slash podcast. I'm Kat Sadler, and it sure is a beautiful day. After such a bleak year, it's time for some joy, and I cannot wait for you to hear my fresh and fun new show. I crack open about mom life, relationships, wellness, and beauty, all the things. Plus, I have provocative conversations with some of the most fascinating and famous faces in pop culture. I'm here to lift you up and make you think. Check out It Sure Is a Beautiful Day with me and you every Tuesday. Now, I had two more goals, which weren't habit related. One of them was like a metric related goal, which was a revenue goal for Array. So when it came to this specific goal, I 
decided that so it was like a yearly revenue goal okay so from there I decided like okay like these are the sorts of numbers that we need to do month over month in order to hit this overarching revenue goal and then from there if you listen to my productivity episode that solo episode that I did I want to say it was like two months ago maybe I talked about the monthly five thing that we do at Array. So essentially we identify five different needle moving actions we need to take by the end of the month in order to have like really made a big difference for the company. And so like depending on whatever our revenue goal was for the month, I identified five things that I had to do on my end to ensure that we got there, you know? So like, how would I be like an individual contributor to get us to that revenue goal? Of course, it's not just me. It's an organization. Everyone has to do their part. Me, Nish, everyone who works with us. But I just felt like, okay, like if I do these five things, like these are the biggest needle movers that'll help us get to those monthly numbers as well. So that's kind of how I like to look at metric-based goals. So for example, like if you have a metric-based goal, like I don't know, like I want to make $100,000. Then what I would do if I were you is figure out how much I need to make month over month and like set different like monthly revenue goals for myself. And then from there, identify, I guess, like what needs to happen in order to hit that monthly goal. So say, for example, I don't know, like I am a content creator and I'm needing to work with brands. So I'd say like, I need to work with X number of brands to hit this monthly revenue goal. And then from there, figure out like how many, like get really granular. Okay, like I need to pitch X number of brands. I should be posting this amount. Like these are the sorts of posts I need to do. So like really identifying like what are those things that will help you get there and pick like five things that you want to focus on specifically in that month. And I think that dividing things up into mini goals helps us feel like we're accomplishing things along the way. It's not just at the end of the year where you're looking, you're like, oh my God, like I did it or I didn't, you know, it's more like monthly check-ins and revenue, sorry, not revenue, like numbers or metrics-based goals. I feel like you just need different check-in points to really understand like if you're going in the right direction or if you need to pivot or what you need to do in order to get like closer to achieving that, whatever that goal is. And my last goal was like a yes or a no type thing, okay? If you listened to my episode with Jessica Stone, you have heard me talk about my visa, okay? So to give you guys a little bit of context, I'm Canadian and Nish and I had applied for our US visa an eternity ago. And let me tell you, we went through a ton of twists and turns because of delays, because of COVID. Oh my God, I can't even tell you. But this was truly like the most stressful, emotionally charged thing. And so I wanted to make it a goal. So my goal was by the end of the year, I would have my visa. And I am very happy to say that that happened. And I mean, I cannot tell you like the kind of relief and just joy that I feel. But this was a goal, which was an interesting one. Okay. And like, bear with me as I go a little bit woo, but you know, I believe in this woo woo stuff. And so (laughs) I think like a lot of you guys who listen in are also woo woo girlies, just like me. But for this specific goal, because it was something that I didn't have direct control over, like my kind of mini goals were to work towards making it happen. Okay. So I did everything from 
obviously ensure that I was doing everything I could to continue to make Array a really successful company because our visa was, of course, you know, hinged on the success of Array. That's what we applied on it based on. And like, you know, my goal was to continue to prove to everyone that Array was like an incredible company. So that was like number one, obviously, like I was going to work on that no matter what visa or no visa, like Array is my child basically. And of course I wanted to do the best that it could. So that's like one thing, right? Then it was everything else outside of that, like gratitude. So, you know, waking up in the morning and kind of embodying the feeling that I would have if I got my or when I got my visa, like already feeling like it was mine, that I had I, I was living wherever I wanted to live. So gratitude slash embodying. And with my gratitude practice, I was also really specific because I would write about things that I'm grateful for, like today. Right. Like, for example, like, I don't know, like I am grateful for an amazing partner niche. <laughs> but then in there, I would also write that I was grateful for my visa, even though I didn't have it, but I came at it from the point that I, I already had it, if that makes sense. So that's one thing that I did. And then visualization, I would do a lot of visualization and meditation, really feeling like how I would feel when my visa came to me. Okay. So just like the joy, the gratitude, the relief, and I would really step into that Whenever I'd go into meditations, I would do walking meditations, sit obviously like seated meditations, all of it. And I would really just try and feel those feelings like they were already happening. So that was incredibly helpful. And, you know, there were so many instances I remember when I felt like the same joy. And I remember the day that we did get our visa, the the joy that I felt, it was just like, oh my God, it, I, obviously like I was so happy, but it was also a feeling that I'd felt before as I was, um, like doing these these visualization practices. So it was very, very powerful. And then obviously making the most of the situation that I was in, okay? So yes, it's great to shift your energy. Yes, it's amazing to kind of feel like you already have this thing. But at the end of the day, I didn't. And that actually came with technicalities. Like for example, I wasn't able to live in the US, like have a home there. And instead of wallowing over it, it was like, okay, how can I make the most of the situation that I'm in. Can I travel? Can I be like a little bit more nomadic? And I guess like do the things that I won't necessarily have the opportunity to do later. And so it really was making peace with the situation that I was in versus like victim mentality, like, oh, why isn't this happening quicker? It was really just making the most of what was going on. And I have to say, like Nish and I really did make the most of our situation. Like we traveled loads. We spent time in Europe over the summer. We went to Asia to see our families over the winter breaks and actually stayed there for like a long period of time. So we really did make the most of what we had. And I think like that also moves things in the right direction because it's not this like despo energy that you're putting out. It's like, okay, like I know it's coming, but I'm also going to enjoy what I'm currently dealing with. And then it was also at the same time, like, yes, like making all of that, like, you know, making my peace with the situation, et cetera. But it was also like acting as though LA was already my home because that's where I wanted to live. So, you know, actually like doing things like buying a coffee machine because I didn't want to continuously have coffee out and like really also building a base there while not really being from there, but like starting to build my base there because I knew that that would move me in the right direction as well. So if if your goal as well is, you know, I guess like something that 
is like a yes or a no goal. Like I would think of adding in practices that help you feel like you're getting there. You know, I really believe in energy and like how like our relationship to the universe and God. And so like those spirituality practices, I think are also really, really important. But this is just in one of those sorts of goals that maybe you can't control how it'll happen, but you can control the way you're looking at things, if that makes sense. And then, of course, like, you know, making sure that you are doing your part, like your part as in like for me, it was like making sure that we were running a really successful company and like continuing to put our heart and soul into it. And then from there, it was like, you know, making sure that things were just framed in the most positive way. So this is kind of like the overarching way that I think of goals and like how I decide on my goals. Obviously for this year, I've like come up with three new goals, which I'm really, really excited about. And, you know, I did all my exercises, which takes you know, I really take my time with it and I relish it. And then by the end of the year, I do like a reflection exercise as well. And I don't know, it just makes goal setting such an exciting thing. And I I really go into it feeling like, okay, no, I'm actually going to accomplish these things that I've put down and have those check-ins and yeah, like just make sure you're moving closer and closer to it. And by the way, like my goals are not things that I just write down somewhere and then forget about it. I am constantly refreshing on like, okay, like these are my three goals, like my North Star. I think about it every fucking day, every day I think of those goals and like that's what I'm working towards. All right, you guys, that is everything that I have to say when it comes to goal setting. I hope that you guys do set really specific goals. I hope that, you know, you work on achieving them. I promise you, we all have the ability to achieve whatever goals we have in mind for ourselves. And I know that you guys can achieve whatever you want to achieve. So good luck on your 2023 goals. And I will catch you in the next episode. Thank you so much for listening. If you loved the episode and feel like it brought you value, don't forget to rate the show and leave a review. It takes five seconds and really helps the show grow so I can keep bringing on awesome guests. If you want to follow me behind the scenes, you can find me on Instagram at Sif And don't forget to hit subscribe so you don't miss a thing. I drop new episodes every Tuesday, so come hang with me and shoot the shit with some really smart people, learn and unlearn, and have a lot of fun. See you next week. note that this episode may contain paid endorsements and advertisements for products and services. Individuals on the show may have a direct or indirect financial interest in products or services referred to in this episode.